This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Dudes and Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and it is that time of year once again... Everyone has put away their Birkenstock sandals, busted out the pumpkin spice everything, and every girl who has ever bought a hat now thinks that she's Stevie Nicks. It is Halloween once again, and we are big fans of it because this year, unlike last year, some of us are able to go out if we are vaccinated and have 72-hour previous uh, COVID test. Um... I'm still not going to be touching anybody. I'm wearing a mask underneath my Halloween mask. And um, I'm, I'm pretty excited to do this. And I'm pretty excited to bring you our yearly Halloween special. But before we do that, I've got to introduce my compatriots. Guys, sound off and tell us what you're going to be for Halloween. I found a great shirt option from I Think You Should Leave sketch. A Dan Flash's shirt. So that's what's <laughs> happening. Nice. <laughs> that was Ryan, our music connoisseur. Oh, yeah, that's me, Ryan, your music uh, connoisseur, musicologist, consultant, and uh, vibe dealer. <laughs> uh, I'm Pedro, your mixologist, and uh, this year I'm going to be Greg from Over the Garden Wall. I love it with the upside down teapot and everything. Mm hmm. Gotta do it. And we have the Mrs. Potts teapot. To do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wear her. <laughs> 
Our guest today is the founder, lead guitarist, and vocalist of Salem's Bend, an LA-based heavy psych rock trio running an aural gamut of 70s-sounding classic metal to the contemporary realms of desert doom metal and stoner rock. Their latest LP, Supercluster, is out now on Ripple Records, and word on the street is we can expect something spooky from them in the not-too-distant future. Tunes and Tumblers fans, please welcome to the pod, Bobby Parker. Bobby, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And and thanks for being our very special Halloween guest, the most important one of the year. But you got to tell me, what are you going to be for Halloween? Um, I'm trying to decide. I, I really wanted to be uh, David S. Pumpkins from <laughs> <laughs> that SNL sketch. I found where you could buy that suit, that pumpkin suit. <laughs> I don't know if it will arrive on time because with you know deliveries and everything. Uh, if not, then I'll I'll be just a wizard. I feel like that's an old standby. Who's that politician who dresses as a wizard? That's a vermin thing. supreme. Oh yeah, that freaking guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, what am I gonna be? I am a slave to pop culture, and I'm basic as fuck. So I'm going to be the front man slave from from squid game like everyone else oh god yeah or see if you can spot me in the crowd of squid game people <laughs> you won't be, be so able many to do track suit. there's gonna be so many track suits and like um people dress as that girl oh yeah the uh, the red light green light girl <laughs> yeah uh, spoiler alert that's what my partner's gonna be <laughs> see there it is we wow. got it low effort halloween that's that's how we like to do Usually this is the part of the show where we play what have you been listening to but that's kind of the whole theme of the episode. We are going to talk about our favorite spooky tracks. So why don't we just head into the bar right now? I know Pedro's got some drinks already mixed mm-hmm. up for us. But first, Bobby, you got to show our bouncer your ID if you even want to get in there with us. Oh my goodness. Okay. <clears throat> well, my idea is this leather plus sweater jacket I'm wearing here. It really just encapsulates my whole vibe, which is you know, you got to be tough, like a tough rocker with the leather, but also be comfortable and nice with some sweater. You know, I'm not trying to scare anyone, you know, <laughs> not right now. Not right now. <laughs> this jacket is the perfect marriage of like form and function. <laughs> I got to know, is it like leather with alpaca hair on top of it? Is that how it works? <laughs> no, it's like suede. You oh, know? So it's yeah. like a smooth suede with just random patches of sweater in there. Cozy and cool. There was a time when I, I think I had one of those at one point and I got rid of it to a Buffalo exchange and then I haven't been able to find one in the wild since. And I don't know why. Do you have all of them? Did you take all of them off the streets? (laughs) They're all in my closet. I have yours. No, (laughs) I do have more than one. So he has a photo of Ryan like pinned to it. All right. Well, we are in the bar now. And I kind of I kind of love the implication that the bartender just saw your jacket and it's like, yeah, that guy's really cool. Come on in. <laughs> that guy belongs in here. <laughs> One thing that I think happened was I think he might have confused you for another Bobby Parker with who had the 1961 classic Watch Your Step. And I think uh, I think classic I, blues guy. That's right. <laughs> 
when did you first realize that 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 you shared a name with that that person or when did you first know of his existence that would have been senior year of high school like when facebook was kind of just beginning in its infancy i like like since i you know i was getting into college i was like okay you know i can make a facebook you have the dot edu yeah. <laughs> email so i was just looking up famous bobby parkers and that was one of them is it, it was him and i was like oh my god and i listened to his tunes i'm like hey this guy's pretty cool <laughs> I think that was my first Facebook photo was a photo of him. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Also, you're an OG. You had to have a .edu to get in there. Yeah. Yep. You kids today will never know the struggle. Yeah. When you just needed an EDU account and to be really horny and be willing to like swipe on people. I mean, I feel like, what were the stages? It was basically like a face swipe app. <laughs> yeah. In, in its early, early days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some kind of face <laughs> ranking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. I think I got on after the EDU. I think I got in after all the all the Rubes joined. I was in that not the new wave, the Rube wave. <laughs> I think that's about where I joined too. Is like after the EDU, but you had to be invited. I was even past that. It was like 2008 for me, and like I was so anti-social media. Everyone wanted me to be on MySpace. You and say then... that, but I feel like it's just because no one invited you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I you should. We should have all. We should have all known better then. <laughs> 10 years later and the fall of democracy and you know we should have known <laughs> but let's not think about that right now i need a drink pedro it's halloween yeah. tell us what are we drinking for this drink i kind of wanted to go with something I've, I've done like a lot of drinks lately that are like darker in color even like black some of them um but i wanted to go with something sort of lighter and white so i've got this opaque sort of whitish gray drink here i wanted something that sort of captures the chill that spooky things can give you on Halloween, but I also kind of wanted the the sweetness because, I mean, candy. Everyone likes to eat candy during Halloween. What this is is creme de cacao, some orgiat, milk, and coffee liqueur with a little bit of creme de menthe in there, too, to just give it, like, a really chilly back to it. And then I sprinkled pumpkin spice on top. You can also use nutmeg or cinnamon, any of them work. So, yeah, this is called a cold wind to sort of help bring in Ooh. fall and the... Uh, the Halloween season. Mm. The cold, the macabre, <laughs> the longing, the melancholy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And the sexy cat costumes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Out of all the costumes. The thing is, we have been in quarantine for the majority of this show right now. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. And one day, again, I will get to taste Pedro's delicious cocktails. But that is not today. Instead, <laughs> no no Topo Chico for me. Just plain old water. A good old standby. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. 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 So like I said earlier, it's time to get to the tune portion of Tunes and Tumblers. But each of us has gotten a chance to think about our favorite not necessarily Halloween tracks, but spooky tracks, those that invoke kind of that chilly sense of fear or just foreboding. Uh, dread. Dread. That is the best word for it. Ryan, do you want to be the first one to take us on this journey? All right. I'd be happy to uh, to kick us off. My pick for today is Daniel Johnston, who people might know for his song, True Love Will Find You in the End, perhaps Walking the Cow, you know, Casper the Friendly Ghost, which was used in the movie Kids, um, along oh, with a few shit. other songs. That was but, not the movie I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I was like, oh, from the movie Casper the Friendly Co Ghost. No, the, the movie about like kids in New York spreading HIV. That's <laughs> yeah. right. And I, I'm picking him because I don't know if he had intentionally sent out to make inherently creepy music. There's a lot to say about this guy for people who are familiar. 
he's he's no longer with us and had a pretty debilitating mental illness, pretty crippling mental health problems. But he sort of rose. He had made all these cassettes that were traded amongst the uh, indie community. And it wasn't until Kurt Cobain wore a shirt with the hi, how are you slug on it. And I think he got put on the he was on the cover of some magazine. And upon seeing the shirt, it launched a bidding war just to sign the album based on this T-shirt <laughs> on the strength of Kurt Cobain wearing the T-shirt. But the guy was in a mental hospital during the bidding war. So they're like A&R guys going into the hospital while this, guy, while this guy's in there. And it, I mean, it was so bad. I mean, there was a, an incident where he believed he was Casper the Friendly Ghost and pulled the key out of a jet he was in with his dad when it was in the air. Mm. And uh, they survived with minor injuries, but pretty horrifying. <laughs> So the songs are very minimal, very haunting, with often just accompanied with melodica and some just piano. And he just has this, his voice just has this certain quality to it. It's this like vulnerability, naivete almost. And it's, um, it's pretty unbelievable. And there's tons of recordings out there now that you can check out. I feel like it would have been much harder to find back in the day. Um, there's one called Almost Got Hit by a Truck that I find pretty haunting. Held the Hand is also very weird. So that is my pick. I recommend putting on some Daniel Johnston. And the last endorsement, I, I, I think this is an endorsement. An ex of my sister's at one, a certain point said, um, I don't want this played in the house anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Band music. But he's also been covered by like huge people like Yola Tango. I think Johnny Depp's oh, wow. band did a cover. Like he's sort of admired by a lot of the heavyweight musicians out there. So. Daniel mm. Johnston, everyone. I think the story of his life is almost as foreboding as the music itself. Indeed. Indeed. It's a sad one. <laughs> I wonder where he got all that inspiration. Well, who wants to take it away now? Uh, I can go, I suppose. So I was trying to think of like, I mean, there's there's a lot of songs I like listening to around this time, and most of them are like, not necessarily Halloween songs. They're just sort of creepy, like for different reasons. Songs like... Uh, some ones that came to mind were like Girl Anachronism by the Dresden Dolls has like this crazy manic energy mm. about um, it's just sort of about a character in like a, in, in like a mental institution. It's just like really erratic and fast paced um, and just sort of unsettling. Take Me to the Hospital by the Faint is like this really dark, like almost like industrial tune. It's got like this. It really paints like this vivid imagery of like this accident, and the blood and just all these horrific things. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Internet Friends by Knife Party. It's like, uh, oh yeah, uh, it's old, 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 but it's basically about like this internet stalker who's like gonna kill you if you're not their friend. But I think my favorite song, like the most chilling song to listen to around this time, is a song called "You Haunt Me" by Sir Sly. One of the things I fear the most is regret, and so this song just sort of holds a lot of that for me. And it's like, and so it's it's really chilling. So it's just about this this person who who's sort of looking back on losing someone and just regretting it and sort of, it's sort of like spiraling into this self-destructive phase of like alcohol and just, just sort of like constantly just stewing in the fact that like the, that it didn't work, that they were, you know, selfish and all this stuff. And that's like, that's the scariest shit to me, right? <laughs> like when you just regret something and you can't let it go, that's horrifying. So yeah, You Haunt Me by Sir Sly. There's, uh, there's also a remix by Amtrak that's like even, it slows it down. It's even more haunting. So Up I think- screwed. Yeah. So I think that's my, that's probably my favorite Halloween jam. You Haunt Me by Sir Sly. Mm -hmm. Nice. I'll drink to that. I'll have a, I'll have a sip of ice cold water to that, Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Bobby? Yeah, I had, I had a, a couple 
that that came to mind while thinking about this. One of them was the band White Hills. They're kind of, I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. They're like a sort of like doomy psych <clears throat> band from, I don't know, I think the mid, maybe started in the mid 2000s. But it's a song called Let the Right One In off their self-titled album. And it's it, it's it's a it's interesting song. It's very it's like a super slow build. It it starts out very repetitive and sort of somewhat droney, but it has like this kind of build. And th- and there's these little sound effects that are going on in the background, like sounds like things are happening that just adds to this creepy vibe. I just it would always like I don't know got me in a cool creepy mood, you know, listening to this song. And it's 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 long too. It's like eight minutes, and it takes like five minutes before it really builds in and gets heavy but that that tune i i think i just came across on youtube randomly and was like oh this is tight <laughs> um, the title's just sort of unnerving sort of sounds like a nick cave title in a way too. yeah mm-hmm. yeah As you say, I, it sounds almost familiar i feel like i've heard well it. i think i don't know for sure if, if it was based so that there's a book called let the right one in and oh. i i assume they maybe have read it there, there's nothing really in the lyrics i mean there's barely any lyrics in the song Nothing really indicates that it's about that song, but or if maybe they just thought it was a cool title. I mean, it's about that book, but mm. it's it's a, it is a very creepy book that has since been made into a movie. Yeah, I was about to ask about uh, that because I've seen the what is it? It's is it Swedish or Norwegian? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that version. I haven't seen the the American remake because screw that, you know. <laughs> the Swedish one is really great. It's like one of my favorite movies. It's very strange, kind of kind of creepy. But yeah, there was there was one other song that I was gonna mention that I came across a few years ago go that like it was on some random playlist somewhere and it came on i was like the fuck is this uh, the song is <laughs> called uh, a trial in our native town by the savage rose oh wow the savage rose was like i think they're from i believe they're from um sweden or something that they, they were like a psych band from from the late 60s and this this album came out in, in like 68 but the song a trial in our native town like their other songs are kind of somewhat classic kind of late 60s psych stuff. But this one is just like it almost sounds like like Black Sabbath or something. This song, it's just it's very menacing, but it, in like it has like this organ that's kind of droning and it's very creepy tones. And the singer has this very kind of like nasally voice that sounds kind of just creepy. And, and it's like a long song to it's like seven minutes and it just keeps going on and on. And it's it's a good tune. Man, but, that sounds so good. I like yeah. that theme across your songs about like it slowly building and it gives it time if you've got like a song that's seven or eight minutes the idea of like deepening dread i think is something that's hard to capture in music because oftentimes you only have like three minutes (laughs) to get it across exactly for my picks i have somewhere in between this song that i originally thought of I think it's about five minutes and has like about a, a minute intro of this haunting piano that has like reverb. So you feel like you're either in like a cathedral or a crypt. It's called Mausoleum by Rafferty. Uh, not Jerry Rafferty. Rafferty, I, I forget where he's Bummer. from. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's from like Denmark or something. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Rafferty, if you're listening to this. But he was pretty popular about five years ago. He had like a brief moment where he was like on all the rock playlists. But this was something he released in the month of October, I want to say three or four years ago. And it is this gothic lament 
that is written from the point of view of a man who died 200 years ago and this woman who finds him in his crypt and like him expressing like love from beyond the grave for this woman and feeling regret that he didn't know her in his time. The best way I can describe it is like an Edgar Allan Poe poem, like that kind of love separated by death or love invaded by death. And it's just so haunting and creepy. And it's just him singing over this very soft, very sad piano that could just be played in like a completely empty tomb. And Mm. yeah, it never mentions Halloween, but it's like, (laughs) it's, I, I think it captures that gothic horror element pretty perfectly. And after hearing you speak, Bobby, I thought about another song that was in that same vein of building the sense of impending doom like something is going to happen and it's the ballad of hollis brown by bob dylan but i'm thinking specifically of the rise against version i mean it also starts in like this acoustic space but then just goes off the rails in like the final verse it's if you haven't heard about it it's this song about a man named hollis brown who he lives outside of town with his um, with his family of five children and he's looking for work and he can't find any and they run out of food and they have to sell everything. And in the very end, he decides the only way out is to kill his family and himself. And yeah, makes sense. Yep. I was gonna... <laughs> <laughs> you, you, beat, you beat me to the joke. <laughs> It's a great song. The Bob Dylan original is a classic. I think that if you're going to do a remake, do it in your own way. And I think that Rise Against use their strengths as a punk band and a punk band that started as an acoustic punk band. Like they know how to wring the emotion from a song. So those are my two. I think you kind of see a theme of death in mine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that speaks a little bit to like my own fears, not just of death but of death in vain and of death wanting something more from your life. Like the main character in the Rafferty song being like, I wish I loved you in my time. It's a shame that we missed each other by centuries. Hmm. And then a lot of regret running yeah. through these themes. I'm noticing too. Mm-hmm. Welcome to our downer Halloween episode. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought it was going to be costumes and candy. We did the monster. Ma- Buckle up listener. <laughs> we did the monster mash last year and it has not gotten any better. <laughs> We gave you bubblegum already. <laughs> yeah, last year it was a fun, yeah, spooky drink. This year it's the, um, oh, geez, what's that movie? The, um, God damn it, bungling another joke today. Drew, what was cut the out movie the dead with space. Ethan Hawk, the A24 Ethan Hawk film? Oh, First Reformed. The uh, the Drano and whiskey drink. Or no, what is he? <laughs> oh, it is. God. It's Drano and whiskey. You got it perfectly. I love that movie so much. <laughs> We do have a lot of time left in our in our interview today. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about, you know, Halloween has become this fun, festive activity that is spooky or, you know, as as was once said, spoopy, like kind of the the cute but spooky. But I kind of want to take it in a different direction just because like Halloween does have its uh, roots in paganism and then through Christianity, kind of like this fear of like death and the devil and like the evil spirits that you have to ward off. Let's talk a little bit about fear because I, I find it to be one of the more powerful human emotions that often doesn't get talked about that often, at least existentially. 
why are horror movies so popular but no one likes to to give them awards right <laughs> why are horror movies so popular but no one likes to get killed yeah <laughs> no one likes to, no one likes to be in a haunted house i don't get it why are white women so obsessed with true crime is it because <laughs> that's an entirely different I yeah, do that, not oh, go down that we path. did not prepare for that that no. is a lot no what are you guys afraid of? And not just like, oh, I, I don't like, I don't like spiders, but like, what is it that like you that that like really chills you? I keep a list of fears on hand, so this is luckily. Good to go. I keep my daily schedule and a list of fears on the back of it. <laughs> I mean, I think I already said mine, right? Sort of like living with regret is one that like I fear, like I fear that, so I try, I just try avoiding that by doing things that I I mean there's things that you do that you're gonna regret because you know you shouldn't have done it but like I don't want to live with regret knowing that I didn't try something or didn't do something just because I was like nervous or scared of it the fear of regret Mm. is like way bigger to me than that that's a big thing for me I think is sort of just leaving uh leaving something undone because of cowardice I guess or not knowing what the outcome might be so that sort of like fearing what could be but that isn't yet so like why why fear the future and also cockroaches i am like deathly afraid of cockroaches it's like it's bad it is uh it it's i can't i can't deal with them but yeah i think regret's probably the biggest one Mm. i have a fear of losing regret and roaches roach regret (laughs) new band a life you can have that bobby i die regretting never having taken care of the roach problem in my apartment Oh, <laughs> I'm afraid of losing my memory. That is my biggest oh. fear. Mm. I'm afraid of waking up and not knowing where I am, forgetting, missing things, and that terrifies me. So I don't want to get old, so I have indicated my life expectancy to be uh, 45 for all those concerned. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> Fun facts. <laughs> That is really terrifying. Like, that is a very scary thought. Yeah. I c- yeah, it truly is, like, dementia is one of the most horrific things, I think, in the yeah. world to me. Like, I can't... There's a lot of terrifying things, and that's that's a terrifying one, for sure. Yeah, I, like, I start to think, like, Memento isn't such a... Like, he's not such a weird guy. <laughs> you know? He was just ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I think so. Maybe that's a good Halloween costume, actually. <laughs> just write a bunch of stuff on your body. Just don't the, trust him. All the edge lords will love you, <laughs> let the, Ryan. Let let the right one in. <laughs> My daily reminder. <laughs> we should definitely should... make sure our bouncer has that. Uh, you know, is familiar with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he's done a good job. <laughs> this might be too deep of a of a tangent here but i think about that a lot too ryan but i think it also begs the question like who are you are you just your memories when you lose that does do you lose you or is that still you mm-hmm. i don't know it, it definitely mm-hmm. seems like because like, you I, I i've seen like you know people with with alzheimer's and stuff like that and yeah it, there's most like a lot of it when it's severe enough yeah they, they sort of it, it's really well the saddest part is they sort of just kind of become this husk right they're not really it's hard for them to be present because I think I think some part of them knows that they're not remembering things, right? So yeah. they're sort of just there trying to like get it back together and they can't and then they have those moments of lucidity where it comes back and then a real part of them shows up again and like I don't think that it's your you are your memories, it's just 
if if you don't have those maybe you are maybe part yeah maybe you are your memories like if you don't have your experiences on hand like what we kind of have this experiences what kind of makes us i think i think we already had this talk with tessa violet kind of about god we're depressing yeah we are it's (laughs) but it's this kind of like idea that like continuity of memory is what makes the person but the thing is like uh i think she was of the mind that like you are always yourself but i was kind of the mind like i think that you are different people insofar as you relate to and remember things that happen to you but that is spooky on a cosmic horror level um (laughs) (laughs) let me think for me i think i already talked about a little bit what i was afraid of kind of like almost the same as pedro i think i also fear like dying never having lived if that makes sense i was just at a punk show a couple of days ago um with this young artist named kenny hoopla i don't know if anyone is familiar with him but he is this young black kid from wisconsin who can't play instruments he doesn't have a band but he has incredible stage presence and he plays like he has a dj who is playing punk rock tracks very heavy very fast and he just runs over the stage and he jumps into the crowd and he has incredible energy and like he just commands presence and i'm like that to me is like the most punk thing that you can do and he has this which is what just like not caring about like musical ability so much as like shared catharsis and like togetherness Mm. like that that was to me that was always punk less that so than the sound even if he is emulating the sound but he has this song called turn back time where in the second verse he says because life is way too short for you to hide behind your flaws and your loss and I, i think that all the time and it's hard to get past that especially when your ego is telling you to like hold on to these things that don't matter like i need this i need to do this i need to do that i need to get a good job i need to make all this money but like what are you sacrificing in the process Mm -hmm. Mm, yeah i think that i think like the flip side of that too is like allowing yourself to sort of stay in a situation or keeping something around that is comfortable but not good for you i think that can lead to a lot of regret too you know what i mean yeah like you're holding yourself back or whatever just for fear of loss like losing something can be good for you or letting go of something can be good for you too as opposed to taking something in or experiencing something which is why i have this grand dream of leaving sierra madre once and for all i'm not gonna die here we need the portal to devon's cosmic desert i feel like it's more fun there what's devon's cosmic desert uh it's <laughs> devon henry you don't just say up. something like we all know about it. <laughs> we, we did this mood pedro we did her mood we were out in the desert we were there were aliens i think there were dolphins i don't remember obviously don't you forget that first of all um <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> uh, but an alternate route to a different kind of plane is through the music of Salem's Bend, of course. Hey, ooh. I mean, I I think folks need to need to get that through their head. <laughs> Just wish they would listen. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bobby, instead of telling us what you're afraid of, because like I don't want people to come to your show like dressed as whatever it is that. Uh... It's, bad for the, it's it's bad for the brand too. It's he can't. Bad. Be, he can't be uh, recorded saying he fears anything. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about how you kind of work that idea of fear into your music. Great question. Um, I, I've always been just fascinated by horror and scary things in general. Like, I, I, earliest memories of being a kid, like four years old, going to like Blockbuster back when there was, you could go to a movie store, you know, <laughs> and pick out a movie. Scary. And uh, I, I would run to the horror section 
and I would just look at all these terrifying covers and I'd try to pick the one that looked the scariest and I'd be like, mom, dad, can we, can we watch this? And they'd be like, no, you're going to have nightmares. This, I don't know why I did it, but I was just always compelled like to try to find the scariest movie and, and watch it. Even though it, it actually, I would get freaked out, but I, I still kind of enjoyed it, I guess. Mm. Like a little masochistic <laughs> <laughs> d- delight in, in fear. So, yeah, like the scary uh, elements in, in music have always in, intrigued me. Like uh, like as a kid, the, the, the Halloween theme always used to freak me out. I thought that was that one was like a really good kind of scary movie theme. And so th- those kind of things just melded into my head. And so when I'm, when I'm creating music, sometimes like I try to capture a little bit of that vibe, you know, doing certain things like that, like say Black Sabbath did in on their first album playing that that kind of mm. tritone the devil's yeah. tritone you know mm. playing that that sixth that just when you when you play that with it just sounds evil like burr, burr, burr. Mm-hmm. that that note there just always sounds creepy and weird like so i try to think of those kind of things um like I, i'm a big fan of like you know in our music you'll hear me a lot of times like in a riff or in a solo I, i'll do like these kind of unison bends which is where you're holding a certain note and then you're with your other finger you're bending the other note up to that same note but so the whole uh. the whole time you're bending up to that it's it's like off it's like off by like a full tone and so as you're bending up it just sounds really strange until you get to the the right note you know mm-hmm. and so you get this kind of it's almost like a, a little bit of like a, a screech or something like you know mm-hmm. and so those kind of things i don't know i always like those you know pick those kind of things up from tony Iommi and sabbath and just horror movies and whatnot you gotta wonder yeah. like what it is about certain tones and music that invoke fear and i kind of think like you know if if the evolutionary biologist in me will come out like <laughs> is that like the sound of predators or like the sound of like an incoming storm or something like that that we all have to protect ourselves from like here comes this danger yeah well <clears throat> I, th- I i was reading an article about a similar thing and it was a lot of it is kind of saying that same kind of thing which is like that's why like like the really heavy guitars and like heavy metal and and screeching sounds like those sounds are like that's it's kind of emulating like somebody yelling or or like an animal screaming or like a screech of a you know mountain lion or something like those are always like high pitched or atonal you know so those things are kind of cemented in your subconscious as like like fear this sound because it means like this tiger is going to eat you you know <laughs> like, <laughs> fear this sound because tax day is coming <laughs> But is it I always I always read these rumors about the tritone that over the years that it's been banned by certain religious authorities. Is there any truth to that? I, I think so. I mean, I, I read the same thing uh, that um, at least the, the Catholic Church had banned it from their, you know, from from being used in, in a kind of church music or church setting. And I mean, it's like it's creepy as hell. So like it kind of makes sense if you wouldn't. <laughs> want to use it but yeah it was di- like diabolus and musica or something or whatever i, I probably <laughs> hacked that latin but uh you know <laughs> something close. like that interesting um, i'd like to know what led to that like if it was just somebody hearing it and going like "Ooh, eh don't like that better ban it or if it like somebody was like driven to madness from the <laughs> the, the progression of that like i wonder sound <laughs> off in the comments folks <laughs> Well, you know, before we get all of the fundamentalist Christians tuning out because we're talking about the devil's tritone, I think it's time that we moved on to our favorite part of the show. Hashtag mood. Who is ready to play? Hashtag mood. 
Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for that amazing theme song for Hashtag Mood. What is Hashtag Mood, you ask? Hashtag Mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we're going to do is go over to the Tunes and Tumblers hotline and pick a message from a fan or friend of the pod. We're going to listen to that message and then each pick one song to match that mood, creating the ultimate playlist. Who is ready to hear our message? Let's do it. This one is so. a text. This one is a text. So I'm going to have oh, I'm going to have uh, Matthew, our our mood <laughs> reader, read it for us. Halloween mood. When you left the Halloween party early, BC, the guy you wanted to hook up with left with some twinks. So you're wandering aimlessly through an alley on your way home, and you think you hear footsteps, but every time you look back, there's nothing there. And then all of a sudden, everything goes white, and then poof, poof, <laughs> poof. <laughs> so I love how fast. How Matthew, how fast he's saying twink in there. Yeah. <laughs> he loves some twink. He loves some twink, and then you go. And then <laughs> let's do this moods before Anthony gets thrown on his ass out. On yeah. We don't even know who this is from, I want to say. Like, usually people leave their names. I have no idea who this one is from. <laughs> I have a couple of ideas, but I, I don't think it came from anyone I know, but I know someone who would write this. Okay, so who wants to take this one first? Uh, I'll go. Uh, mine is very simple, straightforward. It's called The Boy Is Gone by Jason Mraz. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a very melancholic tune about the boy being gone. <laughs> you got you got one, Bobby? Yeah. Um, I- I'm going to go with uh, the song Bad Feeling by Cobra Man. Um, I don't know if you've heard this tune, but it's oof. It kind of encapsulates this vibe perfectly, I think. Hell yeah. Cobra Man. That yeah, also, it's, it's, yeah, it's great. just that name. <laughs> great, great name. Yeah, great, great song title. Great band name. Uh, I'm gonna go with one by a group called All Leather that um, was signed to Dim Mac in sort of the late 2000s, and they were kind of uh, they kind of blended. They had that classic Dim Mac sound of um, blending kind of hardcore punk and dance, and just totally outrageous and just horrifying X-rated videos. <laughs> So I'm going to choose their song, Please Jesus, Send Me Someone To... We'll just put the F word in there. But let's just call it, Please Jesus, Send Me Someone To Screw. Uh. Um, this is a fantastic... I think it works so well here because you're you're wanting that mm-hmm. and then you're not getting it. You're desperate and then poof. And then poof, yeah. <laughs> Pew. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> the puff of white. Um, also, also, how dare you say... taking you home. How dare you say the phrase all leather in front of the duo tone jacket? Yeah, I, oh, it's got to be both, shit. bro. That, that was, was major disrespect. That was hate speech. I'll let it slide this once. <laughs> yeah, that was a killing on the dance floor. You'll let it slide. Thank you. <laughs> Double homicide. <laughs> All right. I feel weird about the one I chose, but I literally can't like get this out of my head since I heard it. Heard the the mood. I am choosing Earl Kennig by Schubert. <laughs> a song from 1821. Oh, yes. I Oh, no, the Earl King? Yes. <laughs> I'm choosing the fucking Earl King. And for those of you who don't know, it's a song written by uh, Franz Schubert. It's based on a Goth poem, and it is about this father and his son fleeing on horseback through this creepy forest. 
and the son keeps saying like i see the elf king he's coming to get me and the father's like no it's just the wind it's just the trees and then the kid screams and by the time they get to the other side of the woods the father looks down and his son is dead and it's a very short song it's all sung by one person over this really frantic galloping piano and it's creepy as fuck so good yep and then poof the son is dead Puf. <laughs> Puf. Puf. <laughs> yeah i think i read that like he wrote it, the piano part to be like really hard to play because it's just constantly hammering these keys like and it's a big stretch like and that was like part of the the vibe of the song is it's supposed to be like uncomfortable to play <laughs> he's like i don't yeah, want anybody don't covering this <laughs> i don't want anybody else doing this song <laughs> this is mine he couldn't have anticipated midi unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> fruity loops fruity loops really fucked with him <laughs> The real Earl King all along was uh, Fruity, Fruity Loops Studio. <laughs> Galloping, breaking no, no sweat at all. All right. Well, I that's have to. Good, that's a good pick. I hate to cut this short, but time is of the essence. Do you have a mood of your own listener? The Elf King cometh. Text or call. 626-604-6477 and let us know how you're feeling. Uh, we will do our best to give you a good mood, um, maybe with less classical music in the future or maybe more. We don't know. And if you are lucky, your favorite artist may hear your voice on the air. All right. Last call, gentlemen. We got to finish up these spooky drinks, put on our costumes and go into the throng of squid game impersonators. Any lingering thoughts about fear, about Halloween, about the devil's tritone? Live now. Never die. (laughs) Live now and never die. Avoid the forever chemical. (laughs) And uh, watch, watch some scary movies while you're at it and just spook yourself. There you go. Poof yourself while you're at it. Poof. And watch the clock so you don't get thrown in the street. <laughs> Bobby, do you have anything to plug before we say goodbye? Ooh. I do have uh, a couple things. Sam's Ben has, has a new song coming out. It's a cover tune of, um, it, it, it actually, it should be out before Halloween. And it's somewhat in, in theme. It's um, a cover of a song by the Poppy family. Um, but it's a, a, <laughs> somewhat of their unconventional tunes called There's No Blood in Bone. And it's just a strange kind of creepy psych song really weird lyrics that the story is just quite strange and so i I just loved it and figured it'd be fun one to cover so that that should be coming out before halloween and uh yeah should be fun hope you like it pre-save it listeners the poppy family also purveyors of the song where evil grows that's a i don't even know the one you're referring to i can't wait to hear it yeah it's it's a great one it's it's you'll, you'll dig it well, thank you so much for joining us, Bobby. Can't wait for that new song. And yeah, really excited to dive into more Salem's Bend. I like that name too. It kind of evokes like Salem witch trials creepiness. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 supposed to evoke that as and as well as um, I kind of it came from um, Salem's Lot. That's like one of my favorite oh, Stephen yeah. King's book. And um, in the book, there's like the kind of like bad side of town is like the bend. It's like by the river bend, you know. And I just thought that was cool, kind of combining those things and get this kind of creepy witch vibe and some Stephen King's vibes. And and, and when you Google it, it's the only thing that comes up. So hey, nailed it. There you go. You beat the <laughs> <That's> algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you once again for joining us, Bobby. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It was, it was a blast. 
And thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Please like the show and Atwood on every platform and check out more of Pantheon's amazing music-based podcasts. They're all a lot of fun. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. Also, if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link where you can support the pod directly. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Fransblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. Boo. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.